Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an outstanding woman who is a leader in her field. These amazing women are experts and role models for creating positive relationships, building successful careers, or helping you discover your own leadership talents to follow your passion and your purpose. You know, if you've listened to these conversations, you know I've been interviewing these amazing leading women since 2007. I chose 19 of the best experts from the interviews to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which is available, of course, at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and in the business section of your area bookstores. If you haven't bought yours yet, or if you know a woman who wants to pursue her passion, this is the book for her and for you. This week, I'm pleased to introduce you to another amazing leader in her field. Her name, her name is Summer Anderson. Summer is a principal with the California-based company, Human Capital Solutions. Her expertise spans finance, operations, information systems, engineering, and R&D for multiple industries. With over 15 years of global experience, Summer has shaped executive-level recruiting strategies and delivered results for companies such as Frost Data Capital, Allergen, Hedrick, and Struggles, other Fortune 500 technology and fast-growth e-commerce companies. She has so many credits, so many accomplishments There are too many to even begin to list here. So she is one smart woman. So I want to welcome Summer Anderson to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. And I'm so glad you're with me and good to to talk to you again. Well, good morning and welcome to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women, Summer. So glad to talk with you again. It's been just a couple weeks since we first met. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Yeah, we, you know, it's. Uh, I was talking about the leading women, and you're you're an expert in your field, and it's an exciting field. But one of the things I always ask people when I start these conversations to tell me their personal story, because I think women, especially when we tell our stories about how we became who we are and what we're doing, it all becomes. It's a great connector, especially for women, because there's always there's some a common thread that as far as how we began, what we're doing, and why we're doing it. So. If you'd start there, I'd really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Um, if I roll back the clock a long way, actually, my my dad is a businessman, and um, I admired my dad so much when I was little, and he would head off to the office. I would always ask him what's in his briefcase, and he'd say, it's my business. He <laughs> I said, said well, I want – he said, it's my business. Oh, it's, it's my, my business. business. <laughs> and I would say – I, I want some business, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, actually, he went and found me a little briefcase and put some papers in there and then invited me to the office and uh, gave me highlighters, pens and pencils and what have you, and, and gave me a little spot, like on a coffee table, to um, to mess around in color. And I felt so special. <laughs> My mom wow. came for lunch and picked me up, and we went to lunch together, and then went home, but it's so funny what you remember as a little person. So I, I think my desire to understand business started when I was very young, uh-huh. and I always have been very driven to better understand how it works, and it's funny, I um, met the my mentor, 
in the search business when I was about 25, just before we got married. My husband and I got married. And um, the thing that he liked or that he saw in me was my ability to cold call and persevere because I happened to cold call him about life insurance. <laughs> yeah. I had I had uh I had gone up to see him with one of the more senior partners in the office and um and then I got back to my desk and he said, Come back up the elevator because I was riding the elevator at the time and uh leave the big guy behind. And when I went back upstairs he said, I'd like to hire you and um at that point I had told my dad that I would come home and work for him for six months and he would pay for the wedding. That was the exchange. But I had to do that first before I could do anything else. And then I talked to, to, to Tim and told him that and my, my mentor. And on my wedding day, he called and said, you know what, I, I'm actually going to leave the boutique search firm and go to Hydric and Struggle. And um, my mom picked up the phone and said, well, I'm not going to tell her that right now because she's putting on her wedding dress. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. tell her later. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, later we got started working and, and that was my start. Um, I went to work for him at Hydric about three years later and um, it was an incredible ride learning the business, learning executive search from the ground up and um, Tim was, Tim O'Shea was an incredible mentor wow. I have to say um, and the exposure that I had to places like the National Semiconductor Fab, I met um, Meg Whitman, <laughs> she had just joined eBay from Mattel. Um, I met Mark Andreessen when he was just a young guy, and um, he was such a, a big guy. And the, the the joke was is that he he looked almost like a Labrador puppy because he had these <laughs> just, he was just big and and gregarious and really fun. Um, so a great start to search. I left Hydric and went to. Booz Allen Hamilton after after we had kids. I, I, we took a break and I spent about six years just um, having little little people and we had three little girls. I worked about 20 hours out of the house for various different clients through Hydric mm-hmm. and then went to Booz Allen. And that was really an incredible ride where I worked on a couple of different um, campaigns. One was for the um, the cybersecurity scale up on the federal side, and we hired about 24 VPs in the space of nine months. And then um, the following campaign, which is about six months later that we started, was 33 commercial executives within a year. And then I helped them find their CIO and an AVP over their intelligence business in cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, I then went to Allergan and um, led their U.S. talent acquisition team and then went to Frost Data Capital with VP of Human Capital where I helped them find the CEOs and CTOs of their portfolio companies. All of that to say, each of those steps really has shaped me in a lot of different ways in terms of realizing I don't know it all. (laughs) I still have so much to learn. And, um, yeah, so that's that's my personal and professional story sort of woven into one. Well, very good, but uh, you know, we—I had a chance to sit down and talk with you, and uh, met you in uh, Teton Springs, Idaho, at an mm-hmm. economic summit, which was uh, very exciting. Now, there weren't a lot of women there; there were lots of men, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. sat down and had—I I would say probably a really good heart-to-heart conversation about women's roles and women. Mm-hmm 
how they they uh, treat one another, especially in business. And uh, some interesting things came out of that conversation. Um, you, you talked about lots of men being mentors for you, but I don't know that I heard so many women. I think I heard one woman's name, but. Um, mm-hmm. How, how do you think, uh, I mean, again, there were lots of great men that mentored you along the way to help you to become who you are today, but uh, how about the women in your in your field and women that you, you've been exposed to? You know, it's funny. I feel like I've not been personally mentored by women in quite the same way that I have by the men in my life. Some of them have been have been mentors from afar. One of them would be Judy Klein, who was the office managing partner in the Orange County office for Hydric and Struggles. Um, just by virtue of who she is, my boss, Alice White, well, is an elegant, terrific mentor. Um, but it, it was very different because those were roles where, um, or, or relationships where it wasn't quite as hands-on. They weren't, um, it, it was just a little bit different. So, but I would say, there's a lot of other women who have touched my life and and inspired me. Another one who I, I hardly know, but I've met a few times. Her name is Carolyn Mayhaus, and she is I think she's office managing partner in the um, corn for Corn Ferry in LA. And absolutely um, classy and hardworking and real. But I don't know her that well. So I, I guess all that to say, while I have sort of icons in the business. I don't have any female. I have role models, but not mentors. I think that's the difference. Okay. Well, you know, uh, you're you're in the business of helping companies uh, develop top management positions. Uh, yes. CEOs, uh, CFOs, but you're you're the one who basically uh, they come to and say, you know, we need we need the best management team, uh, the best executive team that we can possibly fa- find to make this company successful. Speaking of women, of course, you know, I'm into women's leadership. That's my, my biggest piece of all. And, of course, uh, supporting women supporting one another is the key, I believe, to the su- success of women becoming strong leaders in all areas, in all fields, in our in our country especially. But uh, when you're out looking for your own, these companies that come to you, what do you find yourself looking for? I mean, especially uh, not, mm. not gender-based. I mean, well, of course, gender-based also. But yeah. what, do, what do you find yourself looking for after meeting with them and sitting down with their team and deciding, you know, what do you, what do you, how, how do you find people? Mm, thank you. Um, so first let me say that we believe that search should be transformational rather than transactional. And over the course of time, I've seen a lot of transactional relationships. Um, To get to transformation, what it requires is really diving in deep and understanding what it is. Summer, just to help uh, help me understand and others, what do you mean by transformational? Because, I mean, that's a a very big word for... It is. You're right. (laughs) So transactional meaning you have a need, here's your guy, here's your gal. Transformational means I'm going to learn your company from the ground up. I'm going to understand your culture, your technology, your vision. I'm going to put together vignettes that help others understand who it is and what it is that you do, who who you are and what you do, and the why. I think it's really important. 
the why it is that you do what you do and why are you passionate about what you do because that is what attracts people. Mm-hmm. The why for me is that it's so critical that we build a team from the ground up brick by brick, that each individual we put into an organization adds exponential value. And to do that, you've got to understand the baseline of who's on the team, how well are they doing, um, what does that culture feel like with those team members, and is it where they want it to be? Do we have the stuff we need to be able to get this company to the right spot? And are we going to be able to attract the person that you're most interested in attracting? Mm-hmm. It's that that makes helps to really turn the corner. Um, so once we've spent a day or two with a, with a company and talking with their executives and also the individuals that this person will be either reporting into or will be reporting into them, understand your team and then who they're reporting to, what we get to is, okay, we've got a pretty clear idea about what's going really well, what could be tuned up a little bit, and what do we need? Where are the Achilles heels? So that when this person comes in, they are complementing the team, the existing team, by adding value and synergy, or maybe it hasn't been before. And if the team understands that that's our goal, what happens is they sort of light up. Like, wow, you're you're here to help me, not to try and replace me. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. the amount of, of you know, angst that it might yeah. exist goes down five, ten clicks. They yeah. start to trust. And then we start to uncover... Um, situations where we can say, wow, you know what, I would highly recommend, Mr. CEO, that your VP of engineering and your VP of manufacturing go have lunch and talk about this topic. I'm not going to tell you anymore, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's what we need to do. So it's about getting to know the humans on the team. It's about caring for those guys, for those, for those executives, being available not only for the CEO and the executive team, but for the board and to help be connective tissue there. Um, and then creating a team that is going to get them to where their their dreams are headed. Um, sometimes those crazy goals that are set, there's a 80% of them that's that's on board, and that 20% says, "Can we really do it?" Finding the right person and getting them in the seat is what gets them to. We can absolutely do this, and that's where you need them to be mentally in order to get there. Wow, that that's that sounds magical. Uh, what what? A, <laughs> <laughs> How long does something like that take, though? I mean, it seems like that would be quite a process to to find the, you know, first of all, learn the business from the ground up, then yeah. learn what who the key partners are, and then determine and what the what the person you need to in, insert uh, uh, to to meld and to grow in that process. How how does, how how long does something like that take? Well, it depends on. There's there's a couple of different things that can either push out or pull in that that timeline. One of the things that helps is that there's buy-in all around from the board at a minimum and the CEO that we're actually, we're going to do this. We're going to hire this person. Yeah. Um, Then it's my job to norm up what are we looking for and getting everybody on board and, and nodding yes. If I have access to everybody, I can do that. If I don't have access, it's going to take longer. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the right people in the, on the search committee, meaning those that meet with us weekly, they are the ones that drive us forward at the right clip. Um, so if there are founders 
if there are critical board members who have veto power, if there are if there's a COO that's an outlier and maybe on his way out because you know for various different reasons, it could be that that person doesn't have to work, it could be that they are a founder and are tired of the grind. It could be a lot of different things. We need to make sure that we pull everybody in and get them all on board and say, yes, this is what we're doing and we're committed to being there every week and no, we're not going to try and T-bone this thing at the 11th hour. So that's, that's kind of the foundation to make sure if all that's intact and, and we work towards that, we can talk, we can get this done in, you know, three months easily. Yeah. Um, that first two days is critical to, to level setting um, so that I have time with all of the senior execs and the direct reports and that the, the CEO is willing to unpack any, any unhealth that might be there. Week one, we are putting together and, and inking contracts and, and we're off to the races. Yeah. And we're also developing the story, the position description. And then we're looking at, okay, who's in the market? And some of this is done in parallel as well. Mm-hmm. So we start to calibrate with bios and say, here's what we hear you saying. Did we get it right? And they can say yes or no. Or it's a little bit to the right or to the left. Or things have changed. Or our investors have said X, Y, Z. This is what they want. And then we, we call that into the requirements, into the position description. And then we meet weekly. So by, um, let's see, by week three, we should have some people for them to talk to uh, over the phone at a minimum. Um, and then how fast or how slow it goes has everything to do with how available the team is um, to meet with these people. If they can meet with everybody fairly quickly, we can get moving um, and we can get it done a lot faster. Some companies want to do one and done, meaning we, we fly this person in, we fly the panel in, and yeah. we get it done in one. Some say, okay, that's fine. We, we want to see them again, and we want to spend more, more time with this team, um, which I highly recommend because yeah. you want to go deeper, more personally, yeah. have their spouses come, understand who they are, yeah. um, how do they handle stress. And you, you, you start to unpack more of that. So then ideally we've got, you know, two to three finalists who've been through two rounds. You've gotten to know them pretty well. And then you choose. That's kind of the, the anatomy. How fast it goes has a lot to do with some of the variables that I laid out. But my goal is to have it done in, in three months. Yeah. Um, it might be a little bit more. It might be a little less, depending upon the size of the company, the, the title that we're going after, and the number of stakeholders involved. That's got to that's be very exciting for you, especially when it becomes – uh, I mean, getting to know these people and understanding what their product is and what their services are and what they're trying, what their goals are, they're trying to accomplish, and you know what the outcome is has got to be very exciting because, in some ways, it gives that company and you an opportunity to really reorganize themselves, you know, uh, even at a better uh, level. But you know, the one thing that that I think we talked a little bit more about too is the fact that. Uh, you know, the trend is, at least what I'm seeing more and more of, is that, you know, relationships are something that are a premium now, whereas I, I don't know years and years ago if people even thought about relationships. They thought about job descriptions. You know, they thought yeah. about all, all those things, but they didn't think about, you know, the relationship that building that and growing that in a company is just as important inside the company as it is outside of the company and when you're developing customers and clients and so forth, but thinking in terms of relationships. And I think this is something that seems to be helping a lot of companies be more and more successful is because, you know, 
uh, again, people are important. You put a lot of time, you put a lot of energy into, as you just pointed out, selecting the person, but also that training. And everything's on the job, Everything, all training. It doesn't matter what your experience is. I mean, you're going to learn your new job on the job with the people that you're working with. So what what are your thoughts about that, and what are, have things changed in your uh, as far as working with these companies and what you're seeing as far as what they're really looking for to be successful? Yeah. So the the, the key thing um, that I would say, and I actually have written a couple of posts on this recently because I'm so passionate about it, yeah. is that if we can get the relationships right, if we can get to a spot, a place of trust, yeah. we are more likely to be innovative, creative, because we don't have the the tethers on us, the fear, essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and one really great visual that I had um, in reading recently, there was a, an interviewer who was meeting with the head of Google X and immediately following their interview, he, and this was in 2015, he and Sergey Brin um, and I think one other person went out to this tightrope, which they had strung between two trees out in the, the kind of the common area, which is, you know, free for everybody to see. Uh-huh. And after a meeting, these guys would get up on that, you know, about waist-high tightrope, which is sort of webbing. It's about an inch-thick webbing. Uh-huh. And... They're in their socks, <laughs> their yeah. jeans, and they are out there trying something on that they know they've failed at plenty before, and they're going to keep trying. But they are in in all their their capabilities in showing the rest of the team that hey, we're going to try on things that are hard, and we're not afraid to fail in front of you. It gives yeah. it is the heart of Google X of of Google, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah we're going to show you. Exactly. We're okay with failing. And quite frankly, the reason we have great profit margins, the reason we're as successful as we are, is because we're not afraid to push the envelope. Yeah, and uh, learn from it and grow from it. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that to me seems to be the, the key for a lot of successful companies is that, you know, they're more transparent than they've ever been, you know, that mm-hmm. – <laughs> That people are able to speak and able able to be visible, and that transparency seems to be be, be such a such an important success point for these companies and corporations. So, any other trends that you see that are occurring that that really uh, the companies that are more successful say than others, for example, what what do you see their their keys to success are? So, I have I'm going to kind of mix in a hypothesis with something that I'm seeing. There are more women in the workforce today, more female leaders than there ever have been before. And while our our progress is incremental, um, because it's been several decades since we kind of started, really started making progress, but I had a chance to speak with a woman when we were at the summit. Um, I don't know if you ever caught up with Mary Spaulding, but an, an incredible woman who I believe was a senior executive for a financial services company um, in the 70s and 80s, started up a couple of offices. And some of the stories that she told made me realize the stark reality between what it was and what it is today. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine that I've, I've recently come to know and I really have a great deal of respect for, uh, Bina Amaranth, um, and she is 
a GM at GE, she's doing some incredible things with their their product critics, which is about to position them to really go the next mile. It is their data analytics platform, and they have her running it. I think that says a lot about how much stock they're putting in women. And I don't know that they they did that quite like they are right now. Um, At the same time, the thing I see in Bina that is so amazing is this incredible um, humility. I'm not talking about weakness. I'm talking about just being able to to wield strength with a a humble posture. And she does that so well in such a real way. And I think that's what women are bringing. I think that is, and that is changing the face of corporate America. I hope that it continues down that path. I hope that men continue to lean into that. And and I think that the more that we do, the better off we all will be. Yeah. Um, it's it's turning the corner so that it becomes the norm rather than the anomaly. Right. I guess it will be nice when we when we stop hearing the the first woman to this, the first woman to that. <laughs> That yeah. finally just say people, you know, that, right. yeah, I absolutely right. agree. You know, and, and I think, uh, you know, I, I talked to you about Take the Lead and Gloria Felt and the goal to have equal parity for women's leadership by the year 2025. But yeah. one of the things that we're finding with the most successful women leaders are exactly that. It's not, it's not that they don't have the strength, it's the power too, but they have this inclusiveness mm-hmm. that, brings again as just as you said about google is that you bring the team together and you work together you know whether you fail or you succeed but there's that that team effort and women bring that vulnerability uh mm-hmm. which is you know again that humility you can call it humility but that vulnerability when we when we ask for help and we you know we bring people in it it gives everybody an opportunity to really bring their strengths to the table, not their weaknesses. And mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the key for women leaders is that we're uh, able to see the big picture, but see the details and and those two coming together. But then again, communication and the ability to collaborate. I think when when people actually feel like that they're included and that you do want to work with them and that they have expertise that you don't have. You know, I mean, the successful people surround themselves with people that do things better than they do. I mean, let's face right. it. I mean, <laughs> that's all yeah. there is to it. You know, I mean, you don't hire somebody just like yourself. You find someone who does <laughs> something better than you do so that you can complement one, one another. And I think women leaders are very good at doing that. And I, I agree. I think I think we're starting to see that more and more. And, uh, you know, but again, I think women have to understand that probably more so than anyone is that we, until we actually do support one another, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I still remember some stories I've heard of women that she's trying to get my job, you know, she's trying to do this, trying to do that. And I said, well, have you ever thought she's just trying to learn from you because you you have so many skills and so much knowledge that she would like to learn from you? You know, I mean, that's what we have to understand is that when we can complement one another and we can be inclusive and really generate and, and take those talents and resources and share them, I mean, anything is possible. It's more fun, too. It's a lot more it's fun. It's so true. It's so true. And there's something about that. I, I wish I could put my finger on how we unpack that, but it's something that started as early as the third grade for some of us. 
Yeah. It's that, that girl game that doesn't seem to go away, even yeah. as grown-up girls. <laughs> and, yeah. and if we can debunk it and if we can call it out and, yeah. and say no to it, yeah. we are so much stronger together. Yeah. Um, that's where it gets to be really beautiful. But if, if we're busy fighting each other, we're yeah. not going to go as far or no. as fast. No, you've you've got three daughters. I have three daughters, uh, and I have lots of granddaughters, and 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 I think that's what we have to begin to help them understand and teach them. Yeah, there are always going to be people that they don't get along with, or and you know. But again, we have to find those that tribe, that that group of women who really do understand it and are like minded and really do support the whole idea that. When we work together and we play together, it, we're stronger and it's much more effective. So, yeah, so that's why I think we enjoyed our conversation that evening mm-hmm. and, and enjoyed each other's. Because once we got past uh, what you call the girl game, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was actually pretty enjoyable. But not that I was going to play the girl game anyway. <laughs> I love I love it when you I love it when it when we do call it out and go wait a minute what's going on here you know I mean but mm-hmm. but uh, you know and I think there's more of us that understand that but that's the goal is to definitely get past the girl game but understand that we truly do have talents and abilities and when we support each other well whether it be a male or a female whatever the gender is when we when we support one another. And we use our talents and share those together. Anything is possible. I don't care. I mean, that's just the way it works in this world. But uh, yeah. anyway, well, I'm glad I'm glad we got that part out because that was probably the most important piece today. But your success is, is you know, I've, I've met you personally and I know you personally that your success is that you definitely are genuine, you're authentic, you're very transparent, and that you do – have a have a true desire to help others, and I think those those qualities uh, can take a person very very far, no matter who they are. So, <laughs> congratulations in all things. I appreciate that you're it. Doing. Well, I look forward to, to have mm-hmm. spending more time with you and learning more about what you do. But uh, Summer, I, I congratulate you on on you know you 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 know the you know some very important things that you're sharing with companies and. It's, I'm sure it's extremely rewarding to watch these companies grow and, and thrive, and, and you can take a personal uh, piece of that and say, "Gee, I had a, I had a part of that." So that's exciting. Thank you. Any, any last words or thoughts for for our, our listeners as far as anything that you think they might want to know, or, or again, mm-hmm. just any anything at all, whatever. I would say my my biggest spurt of growth has been recently when I've had to stare fear in the face yeah. and do it anyway, yeah. when you feel fearful, do it anyway. Yeah. Because absolutely. you'll be a better human being <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on the other side. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time talking about that. Yeah, I said, yeah, women need to get used to being uncomfortable and, mm-hmm. and understand that once we do get past being uncomfortable, also getting past our fears, anything is possible because then you build this foundation of strength and, and confidence. So I think you've got that figured out, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You have a wonderful <laughs> day, so and I look forward to future times we spend together. But, uh, again, great success and many blessings in all things that you do. Thank you. I appreciate it.